right now, this is the last porn episode I'll be doing. And I say that because I don't know what my heart will tell me to discuss in the future. But for right now, I want to discuss more of what's happening in this part two section. So let's talk, I ended at racial bias with, well, I ended at white women, but I'll start at racial bias enough for certain I cut that too. A 2015 study on sexual racism among gay and bisexual men found a strong correlation between test subjects' racist attitudes and their stated racial preferences. Philosopher Amia Srinivasan argued for racialized origins of Western beauty standards in a 2018 essay, Does Anyone Have the Right to Sex? and said that racial bias can shape sexual desire. Racial fetishism. Racial fetishism is sexually fetishizing a person or culture belonging to a specific race or ethnic group. Theories. Homi K. Baha explains racial fetishism as a version of racist stereotyping which is woven into colonial discourse and based on multiple slash contradictory and splitting beliefs similar to, similar to the disavowal which Freud discusses. Baba defines colonial discourse as that which activates the simultaneous recognition and disavowal of racial slash cultural slash historical differences whose goal is to define the colonizer's other but also as fixed and knowable stereotypes. Racial fetishism involves contradictory belief systems where the other is both demonized and idolized. The effects of racial fetishism as a form of sexual racism are discussed in research conducted by Plummer. Plummer used qualitative interviews within given focus groups and found that specific social locations came up as areas in which sexual racism commonly manifests. These mentioned social locations included pornographic media, gay clubs and bars, casual sex encounters, as well as romantic relationships. This high prevalence was recorded within Plummer's research to be consequently related to the recorded lower self-esteem, internalized sexual racism, and increased psychological, psychological distress in participants of color. That says page needed on Wikipedia, so I can't say that's confirmed, but that is alleged. Fetishism can take multiple forms and has branched off to incorporate different races. The theories of naturalist Darwin can offer some observations in regards to why some people might find other races more attractive than their own. Attraction can be viewed as a mechanism for choosing a healthy mate. People's minds have evolved to recognize aspects of other people's biology that makes them an appropriate or good mate. This area of theory is called optimal outbreeding hypothesis. So I think that sexual racism and internalized sexual racism are both awful. And I think that racial fetishism and internalized racial fetishism are both awful and racist attitudes and racist racial preferences and racist racial biases are all abysmal to me. Examples, white women. 
Ray Chow argues that the fetishism of white women in Chinese media does not have to do with sex. Chow describes the type of commodity fetishism. White women are seen as a representation of what China does not have. An image of a woman as something more than the heterosexual opposite to man. Perry Johansson argues that following the globalization of China, the perception of Westerners changed drastically. With the opening of China to the outside world, representations of Westerners shifted from enemies of China to individuals of great power, money, and pleasure. In a study of Chinese advertising from 1990 to 1995, marketed solely to the Chinese people, Johansson concluded that in China, the racial fetish of Western women does have to do with sex. Chinese advertisements depict Western women as symbols of strength and sexuality. The body language of Chinese models and ads expresses shyness and subordination with canting of heads and bodies, lying down and covering of faces, while the body language of Western women demonstrates power and uninhibited unashamedness. Western women more often hold their heads high, stare straight into the camera, and do not cover their mouths while laughing. The study suggested Western women represent a shift in the power dynamics between women and men and are even presented with qualities otherwise considered to be quote-unquote masculine in Chinese culture. Here's what I think. Um, everything I just read to you um, that Ray Chow and Perry Johansson said regarding the commodity fetishism of white women and Western women. Everything else I just read to you. Feels like a dagger in the heart. I hate commodity fetishism. And I'm going to say this on record. I am all around attracted to white women. I'm all around attracted to white women when it comes to my personal relationships, and I'm all around attracted to white women in terms of my professional relationships. Asian women. An Asian fetish focusing on East Asian, Southeast Asian, and to some extent South Asian women have been documented in Australia. North America and Scandinavia. According to an article from the Washington and Lee Journal of Civil Rights and Social Justice, the Asian fetish syndrome is born out of the male desire for dominance and the stereotype of Asian women as individuals open to, do open to domination. For example, following the 1970s and a peak in the American feminist movement, many white men turned to mail order bribe companies in search of a loyal, understanding, and subservient partner. They saw women of their own race as too career-oriented and strong-willed. Asian women were the antithesis to their perception of white men, white women. Let me read that again. They saw women of their own race as too career-oriented and strong-willed. Again, they saw women of their own race as too career-oriented and strong-willed. Asian women were the antithesis to their perception of white women. While white women resented powerlessness and subjugation to the white man, Asian women were seen as open to the subjugation, even depicted as enjoying it. Even depicted as enjoying it. The it is subjugation. 
The song Yellow Fever by the Bloodhound Gang includes lyrics such as, She's an oriental rug because I lay her where I please, and then I blindfold her with dental floss and get down on her knees. Both of these instances exemplify the stereotype of Asians as submissive. Margaret Chow has labeled Gwen Stefani's Harajuku girls as a minstrel show because they represent fetishized East Asian stereotypes. The girls follow Stefani around on tour and are contractually obligated not to speak English in public. The performer had, quote unquote, renamed them corresponding to her album title and clothing brand, L-A-M-B, Love, Angel, Music, and Baby. Furthermore, there have been many cases of Asian fetishism leading to criminal activity. In one case in 2002, men David Daly and Edmund Ball abducted and blindfolded two Japanese women in Washington, one who was 18 and the other who was 19. Ball specifically targeted these Asian students because he thought that they were submissive and were less likely to report sexual abuse. In another case in 2005, Michael Lohman, a doctoral student at Princeton University, was charged by the state of New Jersey for reckless endangerment, theft, harassment, as well as tampering with a food product. Michael had cut locks of hair off at least nine Asian women. He also poured his semen and urine into the drinks of Asian Princeton students more than 50 times. In his apartment, Michael also had mittens filled with pairs of Asian women. So the Asian fetish is an illness. And everything else I've just read to you about the racist, sexist attitudes towards Asian women pissed me the fuck off. And I must say this on record. Anybody who does crimes to people, hate crimes to people, to anybody, should be prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law and they should serve lengthy prison sentences and all their credentials and criteria that they had in the outside world should be removed from them. And I must also say this on record. I am all around attracted to Asian women uh, in my personal relationships. And I'm all around attracted to Asian women in my professional relationships. I'm all around attracted to Asian women personally and professionally. All right. Arab and Middle Eastern women. According to, according to multiple articles, the West is better fetishized fetishization of fully covered Arab women has led to the stereotype that Arab women and women from the Muslim world are oppressed and therefore submissive. When French armies invaded Algeria, they had anticipated Algerian women to be sexually available and hookah smokers. To their surprise, Algerian women actually appeared to have been more modestly dressed and covered from the hips to toes. Many French photographers paid Algerian women to remove their religious attire and pose for provocative photos to make French postcards. In his book, Desiring Arabs, Joseph Massad talks about how the West's interpretation of Arab culture has painted the stereotype of Arab women being exotic and desirable. Massad's book was largely influenced by Edward Said's book, Orientalism. Here's how I feel. Let's talk about this. 
first to say all people are submissive is is wrong to say that all people are dominant is wrong it's lazy to not make it your business to know people for who they truly are as individuals stop with this whole let's make them all collectives all the motherfucking time we need to cut that shit the fuck out all these myths and harmful myths and harmful stereotypes are due to socially acceptable bigotry which should always be socially unacceptable no matter what let me say this on record i am all around attracted to arab and middle eastern women personally professionally and i'm all around attracted to um Arab and Middle Eastern women um, in my personal relationships and in my professional relationships. Latina woman in her book, Sex, Tourism, and Bahia Ambiguous Entanglements. Erica Lorraine Williams published the first full ethnography of sex tourism in Brazil, including interviews with tourists who came solely to participate and sexual tourism, which may be considered a form of rat racialized fetishism. One of the tourists interviewed described his experience. I had a thing for Latin brown skin women since my early 20s. I'm from a place where there are a lot of blonde white girls. I, I They should be called women. Um, whatever you have, you like the opposite, the exotic intriguing. The shittiness of stupidity never ceases to unpleasantly amaze me. <sighs> um, <sighs> I'm sighing a lot because you have a lot of ass cracks and ass wipes in the world. And us bright people feel like, damn, if we do, damn, if we don't. If we correct idiots, jackasses, dumbasses, stupid asses. Unintelligent creatures that look like human beings are the living hell that us bright people are burning in. So here's what I'm gonna say. I am all around attracted to Latino women personally and professionally. I'm all around attracted to Latino women in my personal relationships and my professional relationships. Black women. 
The fetishization of black women expanded during the colonial era as some white male slave owners raped and sexually abused their black female slaves. They justified their actions by labeling the women as hypersexual property. These labels solidified into what is commonly referred to as the Jezebel stereotype. The opposite of this Jezebel identity or persona is the mammy figure who loses all of her sexual agency and autonomy and becomes an asexual figure. L.H. Stallings notes that the creation and identifies for the Jezebel or mammy figures are dependent upon patriarchy and heterosexuality. An example of racial fetishism within the colonial era is that of Sarah Bartman. Bartman's body was utilized as a means to develop an, an atomically accurate representation of a black woman's body juxtaposed to that of a white European woman's body during the age of biological racism. The scientists studying her anatomy went as far as making a mold of Bartman's genitalia post-mortem because she refuses him access to examine her vaginal region while she was alive. The data collected on Bartman is the origin of the black female body stereotype. The examples are large buttocks and labia. Charmaine Nelson discusses the way black females are presented in paintings with an emphasis on nude paintings. Nelson argues that every new painting feeds into the voyeuristic male gaze, G-A-Z-E, but the way black women are painted has even more undertones. The black female body defies the white man's subjects. Ooh, I'm gonna slow down. Ooh, because I'm about to read to you very big. The black female body defies the white male subjects' desire for a single subject of pure origin in two ways. Firstly, through a sexual otherness as woman, and secondly, through a racial and color otherness as black. It is the combined power of these two markers of social location, which has enabled Western artists to represent black women at the margins of societal boundaries of propriety. The black woman is considered a fetish in these paintings and she's only viewed in a sexual lens. One of the most, well, I'm sorry, one of the more recent popular discourses around the fetishization of black women surrounds the release of Nicki Minaj's popular song Anaconda in 2014. The entire song and music video revolves around the largeness of black women's bottoms. While some praise Minaj's work for its embrace of female sexuality, some criticize that this song continues to reduce black women to be the focus of the male gaze, G-A-Z-E. The 2020 song WAP, Wet Ass Pussy, by Cardi B and Megan T. Stallion received a similar mixed reception with some outlets praising its embrace of black female sexuality and others claiming it was degrading or objectifying women of color. Okay, here's what I think. I think that there are two types of ways to look at wet ass pussy. I think that you can embrace black female sexuality or you degrade or objectify women of color. Here's the best way to look at wet ass pussy, okay? 
embrace black female sexuality without degrading and objectifying women of color. So I think so I appreciate Cardi B and Megan P. Stallion's ways of empowering black women. That was their goal and their intention, I know, because I read their interviews about the song and they talked about. For me at the same time, I think that if we talk about how we are sensitive to the atrocities of degrading, objectifying women of color, I think that that song could have been better received if that was communicated. So I love the WAP song. From my standpoint, I embrace black female sexuality, but I do not degrade women of color. I do not objectify women of color. I don't degrade anyone, and I don't objectify anyone. So I think what we have to do as a society is say, yes, black female sexuality, beautiful. Um, Reducing black women to the focus of the male gaze, G-A-C-E, uh, wrong and immoral. Degrading, objectifying women of color, wrong and immoral, okay? And as for Nicki Minaj's song, like personally, I appreciate Cardi B and Meg Style, but I have no problem with them. I have no problem with who they are as human you know, I listen to them sometimes, and I've never had any negative thoughts toward them. I always thought positively of them, and, you know, I, they're not problematic to me. Um, Nicki Minaj's song. I've always thought highly of Nicki Minaj. I've never had any negative thoughts towards her. She's never been problematic to me. Um... So I'm, I'm cool with Cardi B. I'm cool with Megapine Stallion. I, I like them. I think they're awesome. I I think Nicki Minaj is cool. I like her. I think she's awesome. Um, I, I think what Nicki Minaj was trying to do, and she succeeded in my opinion, I, her goal is always to empower and to embrace. If you listen to her music, She's not the type of person from what I read, because I read rap books, I read her lyrics, I've never got the feeling that she was trying to destroy somebody's humanity. I mean, is she a rapper? And at times have people have said things about her, she felt the need to battle rap them. Yes, battle rapping is not the same as destroying somebody's humanity. Now, if you want to make that argument for Hit Em Up by Tupac, the rapper, okay, you can say yes, Tupac was trying to destroy Biggie's humanity and Bad Boy's humanity and Mob Deep's humanity, uh, Prop, the rapper Prodigy's humanity, Faith Evans' humanity. That's a valid argument. You will get no argument from me on that. You can say Hit Em Up was a humanity destroyer type of rap song. 
but Nicki Minaj, she battle raps not to be evil to people, but that's her way of defending herself. But Nicki Minaj has a way of battle rapping, and she still sleeps well at night. She still restfully sleeps at night. She sleeps well at night. So, yes, Nicki Minaj does embrace female sexuality. I've read interviews, and she's quite open about that. Even her music and outside of her music, she's quite embracing a female sexuality, which I think is cool. Um, I don't think that she tried to reduce black women to be the focus of the male gaze, G-A-Z. I don't, because I don't get that from her. And I am a good judge, I'm an excellent judge of character, and I have never experienced from her this maliciousness that some people think she has. I don't see it. And hard to be Megatee Stallion, they're just like Nicki Minaj to me. They're all about empowerment. They're all about, hey, if you step to me, I'm gonna have to defend myself. But Cardi B, Megatee Stallion are not malicious people from what I've seen. Uh, they're the kind of people who I just wanna have you enjoy yourself by listening to my lyrics and music. I want you to be able to enjoy life better. That's a vibe I get from Nicki Minaj, Cardi B, and Nicki Stallion. I think those three women are awesome people in my, from my view. And everything else that happened, like what happened to Sarah Bartman, what happened to her is A goddamn shame. It's shameful and disgraceful what happened to Sarah Barker. Um, and the new paintings need to present black women positively instead of you're only fuckable and that's it, which is fucked up. Um, the Mammy Jezebel those are bold-faced lies and capital letters and asexuality is beautiful sexual agency and autonomy are beautiful uh, patriarchy sucks and heteronormativity and heterosexism and homophobia and phobia when it comes to gender and sexual diversity are all major bullshit. Um, you know, the raping, sexually abusing they should have never gotten away with it and it should have never ever occurred. That's how much I hate Jim Crow. I hate the fetishization of all people. And so, let me say this on record. There's nothing wrong with liking body parts and bodies. 
you can be aroused by them without fetishizing them. Arousal, good. Fetishization, bad. Separate the two. That's the same people. Um, there's nothing wrong with liking a, you know, a certain side of people's bodies and body parts. Arousal, good. Fetishization, bad. That simple. Um, so, I personally feel that black women are the most attractive human beings on the planet. I am the most attractive to black women. I am the most attracted to dark black skinned black women. I, that has been my truth since childhood and that will never ever change. I am the most all around attracted to black women and I am the all around most attracted to dark black skinned black women. And I am the most all-around attracted to African women. And grand finale of the ants here. I am the most all-around attracted to dark, black-skinned, black African women. Wait, wait, wait. Sorry, I got to put another ant. And this is the grand finale of all grand finales. Here we go. And I am the most all-around attracted to dark, black-skinned, black, full-figured women. Plus size. With the full hourglass shape. Sister Big Bones, if you will. Anthony Hamilton reference if you don't hear the song. Okay, let's talk about black men. Most commonly, black men are expected to be hyper-masculine and hypersexual, and their fetishization is seen predominantly through porn and the BBC Big Black Cock category, which reinforces the idea that they should have a large penis. As the word dick is used much more frequently than cock in African-American English, the phrase BBC, which ranks among the most searched categories of, on Pornhub as of 2019, is assumed to have originated from white fetishization of interracial pornography involving black males. The stereotype of larger penis size in black men has been subjected to scientific scrutiny with inconclusive results. Furthermore, within porn videos, the black male is expected to be rough and sexually dominant, acting in almost a primitive manner. This reflects the prominent Mandingo stereotype of black men dating back to the time of slavery. Black actors in porn have been calling out issues with filming on social media, bringing attention to the common but outdated practice whereby a white performer charges a higher rate for interracial IR in parentheses scenes. S C E N E S to which Isaiah Maxwell states, IR is a smokescreen for what you're really trying to say. It doesn't mean Asian or Latino. It means, are you willing to have sex with a black guy? The aspect of the black male being a performer under the white gaze, G-A-C-E, according to psychiatrist and political philosopher, Frantz Fanon, 
can be manifested through the sporting body and their representation within the sphere of athleticism. Ben Carrington further elaborates on this in his article, Race, Representation, and the Sporting Body, whereby blackness itself was pathologized as a deviant identity, and the black male was stereotyped and subsequently mythologized as a hypersexed, almost animal-like entity. Carrington, 2002. This idea that the black man has to possess animalistic behavior is explained in more detail by Carrington, explaining that black athletes, female and male, are invariably described as being strong, powerful, and quick, but with unpredictable and wild moments when they supposedly lack the cognitive capabilities, unlike their white peers, to have composure at critical moments. Just as Fanning talks about the white gaze, J.C.E., Character presents the view that representation in media, both in sports and pornography, leaves the black male body vulnerable and exposed to inspection. Um, here's what I feel. I think that it's wrong to penis size to determine someone's manhood. I think that it's wrong to use the body to determine someone's maleness. <sighs> when it comes to sex, You have different speeds, different tempos, and just the diversity of sexual experiences, and none of them should be painful, none of them should be traumatic, none of them should be stereotyped, none of them should have any mythology. None of them should have any bigotry. And the gift of sex should always be treated with respect. And the gift of humans and human bodies should always be treated with respect too. So here's what I want to say. There's nothing wrong with liking a certain size on people. But I think that dehumanization and the demonization of black men. You're dehumanizing black men when you say you're supposed to be rough. You're dehumanizing black men when you say they're supposed to be sexually dominant. You're dehumanizing black men when you say they are primitive. You're dehumanizing black men when you charge higher rates for interracial IR scenes. Um, you're dehumanizing black men when you say that white fetishization of them is acceptable. You're dehumanizing black men when you do the prominent mandingo stereotype of them. Um, you're dehumanizing black men when you put them under the white gaze, Jay-Z. Um, 
the most searched categories of Pornhub as of 2019. Well, it ranks among that the phrase BBC Big Black Cock, that's dehumanizing them. Um, because if a man doesn't have a big penis, are you saying he's less black? So you're dehumanizing his blackness. So if he doesn't have a big penis, are you saying that he's not masculine, he's not a male? So you're dehumanizing his masculinity and you're dehumanizing his maleness. So if you're saying, you, if you don't have a big black penis, then somehow it's okay to dehumanize your black masculinity, your black maleness. That's what is being said. And then you're dehumanizing black when you say they have to be hyper-masculine and hypersexual. And the kind of interracial pornography that tends to be shown is dehumanizing people because you're saying your blackness and your maleness and your masculinity is dependent upon you being a machine, um, you being ginormous, and you being without critical thought, you being without opinions, you being without concerns. You're being without emotions. You're being without dreams. You're being without a destiny. Your family doesn't matter. Your friends don't matter. Your neighborhood, your cultures don't matter. That's what is being said. Um, and so, here's what I want to say. It's okay to like larger penis sizes. It's okay to like large penises, that's okay. It's okay to like large women's bottoms. It's okay. It's okay to like what you like. Just don't be racist about it. Don't be sexist about it. No sexual racism. N-O. No sexual racism. No commodity fetishization. No racial fetishism, no racial fetishization, and no fetish, no fetishization of all kinds. Rousal, beautiful. Traction, beautiful. No dehumanization of any kind, and no demonization of any kind. So I'm not saying porn can't show these things, but don't show these things with a hard heart. Don't show these things out of cruelty. Don't show these things out of insensitivity. Don't show these things out of desensitization. Don't do that. It's if you want, if porn and society wants to depict the attractiveness of the LGBTQ plus community and heterosexual community. White women, Asian women, Arab and Middle Eastern women, Latino women, Black women, and Black men. It's all good. It's okay to show what people like. But do not violate anybody's human rights when it comes to their bodies, when it comes to their race, when it comes to all things them, individually and collectively. So I'm not against interracial porn. I'm against racist interracial porn. I'm against sexist interracial porn. 
I'm not against mainstream pornography. I'm against human rights violating type of mainstream pornography. There's a difference. So, and you dehumanize black women who say they gotta be athletic. No one's a monolith. We're all who we uniquely are designed to be, okay? Um, I have much respect for black men. You know, I am one. So, I, I respect my brothers. I respect my sisters, too. Um, and BDSM is also a practice of BDSM which involves fetishizing race called race play. Suzanne Scoton has defined race play as a sexual practice where the either imagined or real racial background of one or more of the participants used to create this power and balance in the BDSM scene through the use of slurs, narratives, and objects laden with racial history. Um, again, it's okay to be to practice BDSM, but again, don't be racist, don't be sexist. I'm just saying we gotta don't be colorist either. I see that in porn as a life. I hate colorism. That has to go when it comes to porn. It has to go when it comes to real life. Um, so yes, it's okay again to enjoy what you enjoy, but don't be sadistic about it and don't be narcissistic about it either. That is all I'm saying. Alright. So now I want to talk about start with my, my sisters. Cosmopolitan.com Black performers make millions for porn sites while being underpaid, verbally abused, and subjected to racism. My industry doesn't know how to treat me as a human. By Hallie Lieberman and photographs by Angie Smith, December 8, 2020. Standing before her were eight white men, largely unmemorable except for what they all had in common. Confederate flag t-shirts and penises jutting stiffly out of their pants. She was here to have sex with all of them. She knew that she signed the contract. But Anna Fox, then 23, was still trying to process the message, what was really being asked of her when the director and other white men pulled her into a side room. He showed her images on his computer of other black women in videos just like this one. He told her that the experience would be fun and easy and quick. Everything would be over in 10 minutes. Was she cool with that? Anna had showed up to the downtown LA warehouse alone. It was 2012 and this was only the third adult film set she'd ever been on. None of the dozen or so crew members were black and aside from one makeup artist, Anna was the only woman present. She felt intimidated, like making a big deal about the scene would be awkward. In my mind, I knew what was happening was wrong, she remembers. But people paint this picture to me that this is the kind of job you have to do to make it. 
I'm thinking to myself, this must be what you're supposed to do. It's normal. She's also thinking about paying next month's rent. If this were any other industry, people would be up in arms. The scene began with Anna sitting at an outdoor table with a white man. He wants to show her how much she means to him. He says, take her ring shopping. In another version of the story, one where Anna was white, the camera might cut to the couple in fleshy missionary sex, maybe something just a little rougher. In this version, a stranger interrupts to serve the couple government papers telling them their relationship is a violation of interracial dating statute. To prove Anna is worthy of marrying a white man, she must participate in a come bang, a series of blowjobs she'd have to give those eight men wearing the Confederate flag, followed by penetrative sex. Then her knees were on the concrete. The air smelled like weed. And when Anna finished, a few of the men high-fived her. Everyone was nice, she says. So nice, in fact, that it felt like maybe what had happened to her wasn't that bad. The 19-minute video, which still streams on multiple porn sites, described on one as black booty points toward the union has now been viewed more than one million times, and Anna still can't put it behind her. Recently, when she tweeted her support of the Black Lives Matter movement, she was overwhelmed with hateful comments. Aren't you that girl, she's a woman, who slept with those guys in racist shirts? Porn was created as a choose-your-own-fantasy land. There are genres for massage sex and bonded sex and cartoon sex and public sex and whatever else you want. Even if what you want is race-based hate. R-A-C-E-B-A-S-E-D-H-A-T-E. Because in the kink, K-I-N-K, is king world of adult film production, racism isn't a terrible injustice or a catalyst for a national record. It's a commodity and one that's exploding. Memberships on sites that offer only racist porn have swelled according to new data obtained by Cosmo. At the beginning of the summer, during the height of the Black Lives Matter protests, internet searches for racist porn tripled. And between May and June, searches on Pornhub for black porn, which can return racist results, spiked. A Pornhub representative tells Cosmo that the site is constantly moderating content for anything that would violate its terms of service and recently removed several racist videos from its platform. But plenty remain, and so on across dozens more sites. From X Hamster to XNXX to X videos. In fact, over the course of a months long investigation, Cosmo found hundreds of racist videos featuring black women across nearly every single site that offers porn. And one viewed more than four million times. A white police officer tells a black woman in handcuffs that we're doing things my way as he unzips his pants. 
another, a black maid is penetrated by her white master. Porn only gets made if it's making money, says Bryant Paul, PhD, an associate professor at Indiana University in Bloomington, who studied the social effects of sexual material in the media. The fact that this type of content is growing shows there's an audience for it, that the audience is growing, that they're willing to pay for it. On one fee-based site tagline, see white boys conquering angry black women, subscribers pay $29.95 per month, more than triple the cost of a Netflix subscription to watch their racist fantasies play out on screen. In a 50-minute video called All Lives Matter, a white man rehabilitates a black woman he calls a loser by gagging her multiple times and ejaculating on her face. The site's merchandise includes a shirt that says Black Throats Matter, printed next to an image of a black woman with a phallic object being shoved in her mouth. When reached for comment, Donato Cassano, the site's CEO, also claims that the majority of his employees in positions of extreme importance are people of color that black performers earn more than white ones on his site said racism exists in the heart not in art it can never just be a black woman in a hot video there's often an agenda that stereotypes us and uses our skin as a way to degrade us it was supposed to be a regular sex scene nothing unusual just a i hate when they say girl sex will die because the industry are all adults, women, men, in this context. Not to exclude the LGBTQ plus community, it just says, girl, God. I'm like, no, woman, man. Because if you say girl, people are going to think underage, and they're going to think that you're a child abuser. No, I'm going to say just a woman has sex with guy video. And that day, everything went fine, recalls Daisy Ducati, adult film star based in Las Vegas, of a shoot she traveled hundreds of miles for. But when it came out, I see a picture of my body on a porn film called Black Wives Matter. I never would have consented to something like that. Not, not that the producers legally needed her permission. Porn contracts typically strip performers of any creative say over their work terrible, allowing seemingly routine videos that involve black women to get repackaged with a racist twist. Terrible. I think producers legally need performances permission, I think. It happened to Anna more than once. I'll show up, shoot a scene, and walk away thinking it was a good day, she says, but then the film will come out and it'll be labeled Black Gang Bang. This came up multiple times over the course of interviews with nearly two dozen black women working in the porn industry, many of them speaking out for the first time. The lack of power, control, and respect, even as their bodies are used to make it are used to make money for the very people taking advantage of them. We have predominantly white men directing and producing the majority of porn content. So everything is filtered through their gaze, says Cinnamon Love, a black feminist pornographer, founder of BIPOC. I see a support group for people of color working in the industry. I personally support BIPOC AIC and I hope to be a member of BIPOC AIC. I do. I just have to say that. 
And whatever the director is comfortable with goes. When one black woman is in the middle of a threesome scene with two white men, they begin calling her the N-word. It felt almost rapish, she says, when she looked toward the white director. He did nothing. Film writers and marketers play a big role in promoting racism, too, by labeling videos featuring black women with words like ghetto or nasty, softer language like girl next door and angels often reserved for white women. Black romance or passionate sex is largely non-existent. Even a seemingly progressive interracial porn category is laced with racist undertones like the breeding subgenre in which a black man impregnates a white woman. It can never just be a black woman in a hot video says that a psych and adult film actress based in LA. There's often an agenda that stereotypes us and uses our skin as a way to degrade us. We're not treated like everyone else. We're treated like props or they're just not promoted at all. On major porn sites, there's no black representation, says Hurricane Fury, an adult entertainer. And when you look at their social media channels, they're pushing women who are white and skinny. I'm dark, I'm curvy, so I'm never featured. This despite the fact I have more views on my videos than Mariah Carey has sold albums. Of course, racial inequity isn't new to black female porn stars. Black women have historically made as much as 75% less per scene than white women, according to research by Marielle Millian, PhD, an associate professor at the University of California at Santa Barbara who studies race and sex industries. And in some cases, they still make less than 50% of what their white co-stars do. I have been told to my face by a director that I was being paid less than the white performer I was shooting a scene with, confirms Daisy. There's always an excuse as to why including that white women deserve a higher rate for sleeping with black men because their large penises, also a racist stereotype, cause additional pain and discomfort. Black women aren't paid the same because they're expected to be used to it. Wow. I'm so hurt. I got, I... Black women aren't paid the same because they're expected to be used to, U-S-E-D, to it. Or that white women have to be paid more so they can be lured into doing interracial scenes. Black women are told that nobody wants to work with them, says Amberly Rothfield, a phone sex operator who does life cam work. Could you imagine any other industry where a white person is told they're going to get more money because they have to work next to a black person? There are certain kinds of porn that we can't make and this should be one of them. With fewer mainstream porn opportunities, some studios have an unspoken limit on casting black women more than once a month. Performers get pressured into racist roles. We have to force ourselves into spaces to be accepted, says Savannah. I don't like being tagged as ebony or interracial, but in order to make money, we have to submit ourselves to that. On one occasion, adult film actress Bethany Benz got a call about a different kind of gig. Filming a scene in which she would allow white men dressed in KK robes to gangbang her she didn't take the job. Another category, black stars are asked to fit into being non-black. Some agents try to pass off their black clients as white or Latinx or even just tan in the hopes of booking more roles. Once I had photos taken of me for a shoot and I was, photo and I was photoshopped to look white, says Sarai, a Miami-based adult film actress, I had to spend hundreds of dollars buying back my own image to make sure they were never seen. And then on top of it all, there's still the pressure to perform to be better than their white co-stars. Black women have to work twice as hard, Anna says. 
I made a point to always show up early. I'd straighten my hair in advance to save everyone time. They rarely want natural hair. When I got on set, I sat in the corner, studying my lines and stayed out of everyone's way. I was a yes person in hopes that I would have a chance at more work. In 2019, Americans consumed more than 100 billion hours of porn. A number that's likely grown in 2020 as porn sites tout record-setting traffic. For many viewers, what they see in these videos doubles as sex education. Comprehensive sex ed is, after all, rarely taught in schools. And just as Hollywood's depictions of Black culture have helped shape the public's perception of race, racist porn is helping shape the public's perception of Black sexuality, meaning porn teaches that Black women like it rough. Porn teaches that Black women like to be raped and abused and disrespected. Uh-oh, uh, I, I'm pausing here. Uh, okay. Black women hate rape. Black women hate abuse. Black women hate disrespect. And not all black women like it rough. A lot of them don't. There's a difference between rough sex, which is good, and abusive, demonic sexuality. One honors human rights, the other opposes human rights. I hate racist porn. I, de I despise racist porn. I despise any porn that is blatantly and discreetly human rights violating. That's how I feel. It also validates to the people who watch not only that racism is okay, <laughs> that's bullshit. Racism is always hated by me. I know that for certain. It also validates to the people who watch it not only that racism is okay, but also that it feels good. I'm not a damn fool. Only damn fools believe that shit. Viewers who seek out and get off on it enter into a self-affirming cycle. The, this kind of porn actually is not just sexual arousal and people who are racist, but also a desire to treat black people badly, says Paul. What they're watching is in line with their schema that black people are beneath them, so they watch it to get themselves off even more. Nowhere is this more obvious than in live cam porn. Earlier this year, with onset filming halted by the pandemic, many adult film stars found themselves out of work. To make money, they turn to cam sites where they perform live for an audience or for a single client into apps where they take requests for sexy photos or videos. At first, for many black performers, the platforms felt better, safer, felt better and safer. With no more toxic directors, they finally had control, but they soon realized that they were in contract with a new type of abuser, their fans. Since the Black Lives Matter movement started, people have been taking their anger out on me, says Hurricane Fury, who has been doing cam work for years. She usually starts her shows perched on her white couch in a skin-tight tube dress, legs lathered in glittery lotion, nails sparkling. On average, 40 people tune in to talk to and text her as she undulates on screen, with her horniest fans splurging on private sessions for nearly $4 a minute. That, that's in part how she makes real money. Six figures a year, she says, but what sometimes feels like a steep cost. 
She's been called the N-word and a dirty coon. Told that she's pretty for a black woman and asked if she picked cotton. It's not unusual, she says, for grown-ass white men to start video chatting her and with their genitals in their hands, call her a black bitch if she pushes back against their racist comments. Those people can be a lot and there are times I just don't feel like dealing with it, she says, but this is her job. It's what she wants to do. She's proud of how successful she's become. It's just that she wishes she could work without being harassed. There's no HR you can go to. There's no one regulating racism. Other cam stars describe similar treatment. Requests to dress up as Harriet Tubman, dick pics of white penises with racist slogans on them, messages making fun of their purple genitalia. Purple in quotations. On one black woman, Sienna sucks. S-U-X-X-X. That is her porn star name. Describes a time a man asked her to position herself so it would look like he was defecating on her. Number two, shitting. That's what defecating means. Then there was the time a man wanted her to drink pee while he called her a nigga bitch. Blocking certain keywords or users is mostly pointless. The abusers just reappear with different avatars making the same requests. Like this one Savannah got recently. Will you please act like a plantation slave for me? Please, it's what's gonna get me off. She said no, he offered to pay double. It's so degrading for someone to dangle money in front of your face to act inferior to me, she says. And it's so exhausting to have to wonder, should I? When she said no again, he sent a final message. Fuck you, monkey. Here's something else these women hear again and again. Why don't you just quit? If this were any other industry, people would be up in arms, says Cinnamon. But everyone turns a blind eye because there's such a stigma about the sex work industry. There's an attitude that you know what you're getting into. Everyone always says the solution is to leave the industry and do something else. That's because society doesn't view sex work as work. But what we're really talking about here are label. But what we're really talking about here are labor rights issues. It's not the employees who need to change; it's the workplace. In some small ways, it has. On June third, hundreds of adult film industry workers signed a letter saying they are committed to ending pay disparities and content that denigrates Black people or Black Lives Matter, and that performers must be able to consent to how their scenes are titled. A week later, 15 prominent porn talent agencies promised to end racist pay gaps. It's progress, but not nearly enough. The fetishization of black and brown folks in such a way that they are no longer seen as human beings has got to stop this. And it adds Daisy, some of the changes we're asking for are so simple, like don't call us the N-word in scenes. One of the biggest groups pushing for reforming Cinnamon's BIPOC AIC, which now has more than 200 members advocating for equal pay and the end of racism within the porn industry. Their work has convinced Adult Video News, Adult Video News, a trade magazine covering the industry, to hire a black host for its 2021 AVN Awards, known as the Oscars of Porn, and to revise its process for nominating and judging race-based categories. Because as recently as 2018, Black Lives Matter took home a prize for clever title of the year, 
2015, the winner was 12 inches a slave. But groundbreaking, shape-shifting change is going to require a bigger buy-in from the creators themselves, the ones currently cashing checks on their exploitation of black women. People have continued to ignore racism in the industry because it benefits them, says Anna. They have been doing just fine, so they don't have to care. At one of her most recent shoots, Anna and her three black co-stars were asked by their white director to pose with bananas for the film's digital cover. We were comfortable we were posing with them in an R-rated way, but it was not that, says Anna. We were like still statues with bananas in our hands by our sides. This time she decided to voice her concerns. The director seemed apologetic and agreed to mix the images. Later she got a text message. Her next job with the company, which had been booked for nearly two months, had been canceled. Dictionary has given me the words I want to say because I am verbally speechless right now. So, here I go. I'm detecting misuse. I'm detecting debasement. I'm detecting degradation. I'm detecting desecration. I'm detecting injury, I'm detecting damage, I'm detecting harm, I'm detecting hurt, I'm detecting wrong, I'm detecting injustice, I'm detecting insult, I'm detecting mistreatment, I'm detecting violation, I'm detecting malevolence, I'm detecting mishandling, I'm detecting mismanagement, I'm detecting pollution, I'm detecting defilement, I'm detecting perversion, I'm detecting auction block treatment. I'm and here are more words. That I'm going to say we have to stop insulting sex workers. We have to stop injuring sex workers. We have to stop hurting sex workers. We have to stop harming sex workers. We got to stop damaging sex workers. We got to stop impairing sex workers. We got to stop offending unnecessarily sex workers. We have to stop overworking sex workers. We have to stop ill-treating sex workers. We gotta stop misusing sex workers. We gotta stop maltreating sex workers. We gotta stop mistreating sex workers. We gotta stop wronging sex workers. We gotta stop persecuting sex workers. We gotta stop molesting sex workers. We gotta stop victimizing sex workers. We gotta stop oppressing sex workers. We gotta stop ruining sex workers. We gotta stop marring sex workers. We gotta stop spoiling sex workers in terms of soiling, dirty. We have to stop doing wrong to sex workers. We gotta stop mishandling sex workers. We gotta stop profaning sex workers. We gotta stop perverting sex workers. We gotta stop desecrating sex workers. We gotta stop polluting sex workers. We gotta stop harassing sex workers. We gotta stop manhandling sex workers. We gotta stop doing injustices to sex workers. We gotta stop violating sex workers. We gotta stop defiling sex workers. We have to stop imposing upon sex workers. We gotta stop 
displaying depravity to sex workers. We've got to stop tainting sex workers. We've got to stop corrupting sex workers. We've got to stop debasing sex workers. We have to stop auction block treatment of sex workers. We need to start defending sex workers. We need to start protecting sex workers. Again, we need to start defending sex workers. We need to start protecting sex workers. We need to start befriending sex workers. We need to start respecting sex workers. We need to demonstrate veneration of sex workers. And we need to start caring about and caring for sex workers. Another one, okay? I may have to make a part three. I didn't know it would have so much. I thought it would finish tonight. I'll definitely finish um, tomorrow for sure. Tomorrow sometime. So, let me discuss this. I got this. Uh, five Ways Porn is Bizarrely Racist Behind the Scenes by Cesare Shange, Juicy Wets, March 2016, Dr. Mario Miller Young. Porn can be pretty progressive. Name a race, body type, a perverted sexual act, and chances are that porn has hundreds of videos of it in stunning 4K HD. Sadly, though, when you look closely at the XXX industry, you discover that for all their talk of big black cocks hammering minuscule Asian, Asian beauties, they can be shockingly racist. We spoke to former African-American porn actress Naomi Banks and Dr. Marielle Miller-Young, an academic who studies pornography and sex work about these issues. They said, five, white actors can charge extra for sleeping with black people. Naomi Banks, who has starred in nearly 200 adult movies, told us that black women in porn are at the very bottom of the totem pole. After making sure that she wasn't referring to a hot new sexual position, we followed up with Dr. Dr. Marielle Young. In some instances, white actors charge an interracial rate to counter any possible devaluing they may experience due to their involvement in the interracial porn market, or because they say that black men have penis sizes that require much more labor-intensive work on their part. Well, that makes sense, right? I don't see any sense to any of that because I'm bright. You move house, the movers charge you more for a five-bedroom mansion than they do for a tiny little studio. This is all part of a larger problem with the pale with the this is all part of a larger problem with the pay scale in porn. According to Dr. Miller Young, African American actors are paid one half to three quarters of what white actors earn for the same work. This is a source issue for black actresses in adult business. 
It seems a good job that you chose that particular word for a reason. Possibly throwing us poor comedy writers a bone. That pay inequality is both long-standing and blatant, Dr. Million continues, when actions are perceived as being too pushy or bitchy because they're demanding certain pay and working conditions, producers easily replace them with the next new young talent. Porn industry treats all actors as disposable, but Black actresses are treated as the most disposable of all. Even Misty Stone, an extremely successful African-American porn star, sometimes described as the Holly Berry of the porn industry is often paid significantly less than her white co-workers despite never having done anything half as degrading as Catwoman. Or white actors can simply refuse to have sex with a black person but not vice versa. One time Naomi Banks was supposed to shoot a scene with a white actor who suddenly announced that he couldn't perform on camera with her because she was black. And his girlfriend was worried that doing scenes with quote-unquote ghetto girls would alienate his fans. The two were as carefree and open with their racism as a Trump supporter in a YouTube comment, comment section. And the really sad thing is that this wasn't a surprise to Mrs. Banks. Sure, you can refuse to work with a black actress if she said racism is rampant in porn. You can't get away from it. It's there. It's been there forever, especially with African Americans. Dr. Miller Young conquers. According to Black performance in the entertainment industry, white actors sometimes refuse to work with Black actors. One time a Black performer was given money for a taxi and told to leave the set because a white actress was uncomfortable working with an African-American actor. And if you're wondering if the opposite ever happens, the short answer is no. While the long answer is no, of course not. Don't be ridiculous. Who doesn't love white people? Nah, 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 I can't hear you in capital letters. Vicious mockery, in my view. Three, mixed race actors promote themselves as white. You know what our favorite porn category is? White girls. Oh, wait, that's not a thing. According to Dr. Miller Young, white is not a searchable category in porn because it is the norm. So there's no need to actually label it unless you're stressing a normally ethnic feature that a, I hate when women are called girls. It just bothers me. I'll just say that a white woman seems to have, they said white girls are inexplicable asses or the video stars a biracial actress in which case you apparently have to hammer home that the actress getting hammered on screen is so Caucasian that she probably puts chilled grapes in her white wine during brunch. Bridget B, NSFW, not safe for work, also invented NSFS, not safe for school, was born in Spain and mostly bills herself as a Spanish or Latina actress, yet many of her videos are badly trying to convince viewers that she's just your typical white girl from Nebraska. Because Caucasian girl, ah, Caucasian women getting drilled is normal, while it seems Latina porn is some weird fetish. That's why some of her most popular videos are titled Big Booty White Girls, NSFW, or Big White Tits and Large Black Dicks. You see the same exact 
pain with Alexis Texas, NSFW, and Christina Rhodes, NSFW. Despite the actors being respectively part Puerto Rican and part Mexican, the filmography includes titles like Big White Asses 3, White College Girls with Ass, Worship My Big White Ass, White Booty Clapping, and Big Slippery White Butts 4. If you're looking to check those out, do yourself a favor and start with the original Big Slippery White Butts so you'll be completely lost during your fourth installment. Two, going black is still considered a risky move in porn. The phrase, once you go black and I've go back, runs slightly longer than the porn business it goes. Once you go black, you never go back to being as popular as you once were because you seriously pissed off your fans. See, most porn is aimed at white males who apparently don't like it when their porn strays from the white and familiar. As Natalie Banks told us, interracial porn isn't good for your career, it's bad for your fan base. At least that's what some actresses are told. Dr. Miller Young elaborates, overwhelmingly, white actors declining to do scenes with black men do so because they've been told by management or agents that it will decrease their value or erotic capital in the business. These producers and agents argue that fans often believe that white women become tainted when they have sex with black men. But as long as their partners were also white, porn actors could fuck their way screw their way through their through the entire phone book and still be considered untainted no matter how many taints were personally we've personally seen them handle number one racism in porn is a big money maker according to the porn emporium site adult empire six of their top 10 best-selling triple x dvds in sfw include interracial crotch jousting so why does the porn business discriminate against people of color when they're obviously a big hit with the smut watching audience? They say the word smut, I, I, I didn't. I just read to you what is written. Sadly, interracial porn may be so popular because it's considered a shameful, unnatural deviation from the norm. The thrill of the forbidden is a big part of porn's appeal. There's a reason this number two, second most used language for searches for gay sex is Arabic. Meanwhile, over the American South, Ebony is the second most searched term in Mississippi, the number third term in North Carolina, and the number one term in the District of Columbia. And DC is the only place north of the Mason-Dixon line where Ebony appears in the top three search terms. Every state with Ebony in its top three search terms is also a state that kept anti-miscegenation laws, also known as laws banning black and white people from fucking or boning, if you will on the books until the Supreme Court forced them to stop in 1967. Naomi Banks explains, porn is a taboo topic. When we mix in race with that, then it becomes a double shame. People might think that having sex is bad, but now also doing it with black men? That is a double shame right there. Simply put, we want our porn, we simply put, we want our porn to violate both orifices orifices, orifices, and social norms at the same time. Dr. Miller Young elaborates, pornography always portrays the violation of boundaries, whether they be class, age, social status, family relationships, gender norms, or racial lines. 
As a society, we are fascinated with transgressing the walls we, we erect between ourselves. Porn is in some ways being very honest about this dilemma, but it often chooses the easy way out. Profit from the forbidden fruit in the most simplistic way possible. In porn's defense, though, it's not like it goes down very well when they do take on serious subject matter. Exactly how I feel about everything I just read to you. I'm often using the dictionary to um, get my points across. So I saw wickedness, I saw immorality, I saw wrongfulness, I saw moral wrongs, I saw bad, I saw wrong, I saw vile, I saw dishonorable, I saw corrupt, I saw nick. I saw iniquitous, I saw depraved, I saw degenerate, I saw villainous, I saw nefarious, I saw sinister, I saw vicious, I saw malicious, I saw malevolent, I saw um, devilish, and I saw demonic. Those words describe everything that I feel. And here's my comment on Naomi Banks, right? So I watched her interview. I watched a little bit of it about two years ago with her interview with DJ Vlad. And she said that she wouldn't want her daughter to be in the porn industry, but if her daughter kept insisting, she would say, okay, fine, I would support it. Um, and she, the reason at first she said, I wouldn't want my daughter being the porn industry because of exactly what she talked about, the racism in the porn industry. And here would be my statement to Naomi Banks, right? I would say that I love you, I respect you, I appreciate you. Um, and that I want what's best for your daughter. And I honor the fact that you don't want her in the porn industry. I, that's totally understandable. Um, if she, if her daughter decides to enter the industry, I would say to her, I hope, hopefully one day she listens to this. I want all the black performers and all the performers to listen to my episodes because it's in favor of them. None of my episodes unfavor them. Everything I'm saying is for reformation purposes of pornography, not the abolishment purposes of pornography. I think black, white people, all kinds of race, and all kinds of ethnicities, nationalities, and races, R-A-C-E-S, are all beautiful. The equal rights of opposition has got to go. The human rights opposition has got to go. The economic, social, cultural, political rights oppositions have all got to go. When I say all got to go, meaning permanently, never re no reentries and no resurrection, all right? So if her daughter, Naomi Banks' daughter, decided to be porn, I would tell Naomi, if I've got you to talk to her, 
Well, if she wants to go in that direction, make sure she does ethical and feminist porn. Or make sure she does a mainstream porn company that specializes in ethical and feminist porn. That would be my only thing I would say. Other than that, if her daughter doesn't want to do it, it shouldn't be because out of fear. It should be because out of other people being control freaks. It should be because she genuinely doesn't want to do that. It should be genuinely, I don't want to do this. Or if she really wants to do it, it should be because she genuinely wants to do it. Now, yes, kids learn from their parents, you know, about their mistakes and the flaws and the negative decisions, of course. I'm not saying that doesn't impact uh, kid decisions. I know a lot of my decisions do have parental bad decision impactfulness to me. That That's real. But I would say I, do, I, will, I don't want Naomi or her daughter to do things out of out of reasons that show the power that those people have. I would say to Naomi that I wish she would have done ethical and feminist porn I wish she if she, if she decided to be full time I was like I wish she would have done ethical feminist porn because Erica Lust would never have treated her like that I was like I wish she would have done that that way her blackness could have been much more respected than mainstream porn that is just at the ones, most of the companies that don't have ethical business porn, yeah, her blackness was never respected, and that pisses me the fuck off. And I would say, when it comes to ethical business porn, your blackness is always respected. And this is, I, I if not, you know, I, I gotta, I gotta read these values again because uh, I can't let this go. Uh, it's, it's, it's making me upset and I really need to speak on these values again. So I wish that Naomi experienced equal pleasure in mainstream porn. I wish Naomi experienced diversity in porn. I wish she experienced fair pay in porn. I wish she experienced transparency in porn. I wish she experienced safe sex environment in porn. I wish she experienced no surprises in porn. I wish she experienced no surprises and worker standards in porn. I wish she experienced fair commissions in porn. So I wish Naomi Banks experienced women pleasure matters. Our female characters have their own sex drives and desires and are not passive objects focused primarily on pleasure in the men. I wish Naomi experienced that. I wish Naomi experienced diversity. Re- represent all people equally and respectfully. Do not reduce performance to any primal feature, whether that be body, shape, ability, age, ethnicity. I wish Naomi experienced fair pay. We pay every person fairly, from interns to performers. When you pay for your porn, you ensure that everyone working on the movie gets the right pay. I wish Naomi experienced transparency. We have nothing to hide because we are proud of what we do. Unlike the tube site, you can see the name of every person involved 
and each part of making the an Erica Lust film meet the team. I wish Naomi experienced safe sex environments. Every performer on every shoot must provide up-to-date STI tests and choose which method of safe sex they will use. I wish Naomi experienced those surprises. Each part of the film is discussed and agreed upon with all performers well before the shoot. I wish Naomi experienced worker standards. All shoots, including multiple breaks, food, and a welcoming, relaxed atmosphere. I wish Naomi experienced fair commission. Every director or studio featured is paid commission for the sale of their films. I wish all the black performers, all the black indigenous people of color performers, all the non-white performers of porn, I wish they all experienced the same values that Erica Lust is about every day. I wish all the retired porn performers and all the current porn performers, white and non-white, especially not experience all these values that Erica Lust values. I wish they all and I wish they all experience equal pleasure, diversity, fair pay, transparency, safe sex environments, no surprises, worker standards, and fair commission. And if Naomi Banks' daughter wants to get into the porn industry, she doesn't have to. She has the right not to, but if she wants to, I hope that she does ethical feminist porn. I wish all performers did ethical feminist porn. I wish they all did. I wish they all did ethical feminist porn. I wish they all did mainstream porn that specialized in ethical feminist porn. I hope all performers in porn do that. I wish if Naomi's daughter's gonna do porn, I hope she does. I hope she experiences actually equal pleasure, diversity, fair pay, transparency, safe sex environments, no surprises, worker standards, and fair commission. Oh, Naomi Banks has got to experience all these things if she's gonna do porn. That's how I Whew. So porn is not bad, but go with ethical and feminist porn. Trust me. Go in that direction. Do it. If you're going to be full-time porn performer, ethical feminist porn is the way to go. If you're going to be a part-time porn performer, ethical feminist porn is the way to go. And if you're going to be a rare-time porn performer like me, ethical feminist porn is the way to go, and ethical feminist porn is the way for me to go.